Disobedience, my little deviants. Together we will find the right ingredients. We will stir the goop that is the horror soup. And the last thing you will find is a spaghetti hoop. There's eyes and flies and anything that dies. There's a nasty surprise in every Western girl, she's coming to California. She's putting down her straw hat. She's gonna trade it for a fedora. I said, she's coming to California with the hipsters, with Brie, with Sean, the whole gang. We're gonna hang and have a lot of fun. Shout out, Kim. Coming to California. She already uh, uh, have been in California by the time this episode comes out, but... <laughs> I literally don't remember recording that. That's the best part of this. James wanted to ask you about that because I recorded something with him the other day and played that. And uh... I literally don't remember that. It did happen. Wow. I'm happy it did. I'm happy it did. I think I have a career in in, uh, singing. We're here to welcome you to sunny California, dude. We're going to freaking ride a tube, dude. Go right down the wave. Down the freaking... The 210, baby. Is this character ever going to end? Uh, I want to do a ski movie. Can we do a ski movie soon? Yeah, let's do that next. Kim, do you want to do the ski movie with us? No. What? Ski movies are great. I don't even know what that means. Like like a ski movie, like a movie with skiing. Like where they go and like, you know, there's a there's a dude who's like, I'm gonna freaking buy your ski lodge, bro, and everyone's like, No, don't buy my ski lodge, and then they gotta fight back with like, you know, what, dancing what, and stuff and skiing. What makes a ski movie so great? They're like skis and movies. Yeah. I don't know. It's like when those know, two about, worlds cross. I don't cross, know about the ski movie. Just like, just like skis. You know how skis can cross? Like when you, you know, yeah. like your pizza and then you French fry. What makes a slasher movie great? What makes a, you know. Death and despair. All right. I'll give it a go. Kim, have you ever seen that ski episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia? No. I don't watch Always Sunny. James? Yeah, I actually just watched it the other day. Okay, so you know that guy that's being like a weird like uh, perv the whole time? Yeah. He's in ski school, the one that I want us to watch. Oh, really? So they actually got a real ski movie person to be in the ski movie episode. And I'm telling you right now, even though that movie's not technically a horror movie, it's more like of a horror movie than probably most other horror movies that we've covered on the show. Okay. Okay. I'm open to it, but I'm not convinced. How many ski movies are there? I feel like there's only probably like three. Look, so ski school is really good. There's a second ski school. There's also uh, there's Aspen Extreme, which is freaking awesome. It's like you know you're running Aspen through extreme. the like worlds of Aspen, and it's really extreme. You know, and there's there's, um, a, there's a good plethora of ski movies, man. You're not making a good case. Plethora. I love the way you say that word. Yeah. Why do you say plethora? Because there's a plethora of ski <laughs> 
That must be the that must be the California pronunciation. We're coming to California. Oh, you know we're hitting a sick coming wave. Soon. Coming soon to Cal to California. Coming so coming soon to California. Okay, okay. So real quick, everyone introduce yourselves. Actually, we've gone on long enough with people that have never listened to the show, not knowing who we are. Hi, my name's James. And I like bones. What do you do? What else? What else? Who are you? Where do you, Where are you from? Uh, Indiana. <laughs> okay, okay. So, what have you done all your life? What is happening? Where have you been all my life? Yeah, where have you been all of Kim's life? <laughs> where have you been all of Kim's life? <laughs> a lot. I mean, I've been a lot of places. Like, where's the first one? Where's the first? I was first born place? in California. I was born no! in California. Coming to California. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> Originally from California, you would say. Didn't know that. Long Beach. Wow. That's amazing. It's amazing. You know what? That has to do with what we're talking about tonight. Snoop Dogg's also from Long Beach. Congratulations. He is. He is. <laughs> wow. Hey, who are you? Uh, hi. Um, <laughs> I'm here for IT support. Uh, my name is uh, Kim. Um, I'm just going to be listening in on the background, making sure these guys get through their episode. Um, so if you see me on the recording, you know, just act like I'm not here. Thanks, Kim. Thank you. Hang on, Kim. Do you actually want us to rely on you for IT-related issues? No. no <laughs> hold on. Actually, that's a whole other conversation. Kim can't even figure out how to I hang up be, the phone. I would be <laughs> I would be the worst IT person. I would literally be like, have you tried unplugging it and plugging it back in? I don't think you would even try that. It took you like four tries just to press the the end button on the call. It's it's because my phone updated and it's at the top now. I didn't know you had to like swipe down. When has it ever been anywhere else? It's been at the bottom. I can tell you that. <laughs> so I that's your biggest you. issue, the fact that it moved from the bottom it's to the top? It's been at the bottom. Yeah, it's because I was looking for it. I couldn't find it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Did you ever, did you try turning it off and back on? I have not yet. Let me go. Let me go try that. Get anyway, I'm Caleb. This is Horse Soup, and I'm going to move away from all of this for a second. Guys, we need to calm down for five seconds so I can thank the Patreon. <laughs> all right. So thank you to John Starks, Tara Warren, Kim Wilson, Arlen Wayfarer, Athena, maybe it's Athena, Kaylin Kopman, and Susanna Violante. Why? <laughs> <laughs> What did I do? Who are you? Which one? Did I do something wrong? What happened? Did I give you money and not know that I did? Look, I don't know if you know this, but you've been giving me money for like the past like year and like three years, I think now. I know that, but why are you thanking me now? Um, well, I decided, you know what? I decided for that specific tier, you just happened to be in one where I decided to start thanking people monthly. Okay, well, th you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> how, how many opportunities do you get to have the guest on to say you're welcome? <laughs> and this is actually the first time. <laughs> well, oh, well, I guess <laughs> I guess I've probably thanked you before when you've done an episode that you paid me to like cover. <laughs> That's 
actually the only reason why I'm out here, guys. I was just here to say you're welcome. <laughs> well, that's actually the only reason you're doing every Amityville movie because you paid me to do Amityville. You did Amityville with me. <laughs> I thanked you, and then now you're doing 50. <laughs> the slippery well, slope. You're welcome. I'm here. Moral of the story is you're don't welcome. Don't give to Horror Soup on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> or you might get stuck in an eternal prison. You might get stuck in like an endless loop where you have to cover 50 of a series that you don't want to cover 50 of. Like, I might find yeah. another one. Who knows? I'm sure Amityville isn't the only one. I was going to say, fi- well, 50 and growing, too. I can't. I don't th- even think we could put a number on it. As of as of now, you're, <laughs> you're 50 deep. Um, We'll see about that. But um, okay. I'm going strong. I'm going to 27. And then... uh. You have your replacement host, Kim Too. Kim Too is it's actually just yeah. be- Kim telling you guys that she's not on the show anymore, but it's still Kim. <laughs> she's gonna be like, yeah. So remember how? Uh, oh, you, you don't remember how uh, there was this uh, thing that was similar in the other Amityvilles? I literally just dye my hair. You have to dis- disassociate yourself so hard that you have to pretend that like the day to day you is a is a completely different person. Totally different person. I am Tim for part two. (laughs) Part two will be Tim. Well, thank you, Tim Wilson. Thank you to everyone else. Uh, They all donated to the show on patreon.com slash horse soup. And speaking of Patreon, there are also three new stickers available right now while supplies last. I would like to welcome Kim, James, Snoop Dogg, Pam Greer. Pam Greer, we're yes. all we're all here. Thank you, thank you for coming, Snoop Dogg. Thank you, Pam Greer. Shout out. It's it's wonderful to have them here. I was gonna say some big names um, t- on tonight's episode. Yes, it's not it's not very often you get to talk about horror and Martha a huge Stewart. rapper like oh, Snoop. Right. It just doesn't happen. So we tried to invite Martha Stewart. She didn't want to. She didn't want to come. She had other no, other obligations. She couldn't make it, remember? Okay, well, that's the same thing as you can't come. You know, she <laughs> fucking told us that she was going to try to come, and then she says, oh, I can't make it. Oh, I can't make it. All she right. said she'd be on the next episode, so we're hopeful. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, we'll, we'll fucking see if she go through with it, you know. We'll, you know, now, now she has me stuttering. Now she has me stuttering. I would love to have Martha and Snoop on an episode. How great would that be? <laughs> that would just be incredible. That's one thing I didn't do. We need to do a Trailer Park Boys uh, like recap show so that we can get to the Snoop episode and then invite Snoop on. So I still haven't watched Trailer Park Boys, uh, but it's on my to-do. It's on my to-do, I know. We'll do it when you're in California. <laughs> All right, fine. Deal. Um, that's the one thing I didn't do for this episode. I did not look up any interviews about Snoop Dogg talking about this, and now I'm regretting it because I feel like I probably missed out on some gold. <laughs> I wanted to do that. Unfortunately, I didn't own the DVD for this, um, which I'm really upset. I don't know if James had it. You have a VHS, so I'm sure there wasn't like a ton of extra stuff or anything. I watched it on VHS, yep. What I did is I listened to the whole album that was made for this, and I'm going to go ahead and say that that album is 10 out of 10 through and through. It's the, fire. Ba- the ballad of Jimmy Bones is one of the uh, strangest songs Jimmy I've Bones. ever listened to, but... <laughs> Oh, yeah, if we didn't mention, we're covering Bones from 2001. <laughs> Kim, give your explanations. This is all you. But basically, what's going on right now is that to keep Kim in check, I have to, like, <laughs> I have to toss her a Bones. 
every so often. <laughs> Saucer of bones. <laughs> and, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> and this is uh, how I keep her around so that you guys still get Kim for all the Amityville episodes. If it wasn't for the bones and the scary movies and the um, like, would you rather's and uh, what's that other one? The, um, There's been too many. Oh, don't blinks. Don't blinks and the don't blinks of the world. Uh, I don't know if Kim would be like functioning be as a sane adult and <laughs> would be, be able, able to, to continue it. with what we're doing. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to make it. But shout out to, and I'm blanking on which Patreon in the Discord, one of y'all, you'll know who you are. I feel like it was Nikki said she she was the one who resurfaced this whole bones idea i think somebody in discord one of our lovely patreons a few months ago was like have you guys seen bones with snoop dogg <laughs> and i was like holy shit i have seen that movie but it's been years so i rewatched it and i was like this shit we've got we've got to cover it this shit is incredible <laughs> like kim said this has been months in the making she sent me that audio clip of caleb where are we gonna do bones? <laughs> like a long time ago. With, by, by the way, you sound like Nia's daughter, Violet, when you do that. You, you sound I ridiculous. Do? Yeah, she because she sounds like she's only like. What are you doing? <laughs> okay, well, I like Violet. She sounds pretty fucking awesome. So, um, but this has been months in the making, and we're very excited to be here. I just dressed up as Snoop Dogg, actually. You really should have. I'm really pissed that I didn't actually. It's a really missed missed opportunity. I mean, was this whole movie just an excuse to put him in like that 1979 appropriate outfit? Like just I think the whole movie was just an excuse for him to play dress up, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> the the scene where he's literally in like the velvet oversized robe. Right. <laughs> he somehow looked more Snoop Dogg than Snoop Dogg does just on average. He, like he was yeah. in his element. <laughs> it was it was like this was his chance to play like his like like his true role. Like yes. if I could create a character that I want to embody, this is the one it is. Yeah. Like I feel like he didn't even have to read a script. He probably just went in. He just ad libbed the whole thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you saw the writers. Caleb, do you want to talk about the writers? James, I don't think I sent you a picture of the writers. Um, I'll go. I didn't look up any of that stuff, so I, I'm like totally in the dark. I I, well, I just took this for what I could know from the VHS. Like I read the box. Like I don't know anything other than that. Well, before we talk about the writers, give us your take. Since I want to hear both of you guys' takes. This is not my first time seeing this. I've seen this many times. It's just been a while. But this was James and Caleb's first time seeing it. So I want to hear initial thoughts from both of you before we get into the writers. Um, my initial thoughts were about the writers because I looked that up before I even got into it and I was a little bit alarmed, to say the <gasps> least. Um, usually when you watch a modern <laughs> version of a black exploitation movie, um, oh, it's no. not written by... Two very white men, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, yeah, let's just, yeah, to say the least. Any other writers credited? <laughs> yeah, that's, that um, was my exact thought when Caleb sent me this. I was like, did they consult, were they the consultants? Did they consult? Any, of, any other writers? So I'm gonna go ahead and say there were two writers. Two whiters, you mean? <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, I had to. <laughs> so, James, Tom was one of the whiters on Fright Night Part 2. You might know him from that, Mr. Tom Metcalf. Yeah, that name sounds familiar. I might know him from even more than that. You might know him, and I'm sure most people know him a little more for Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, okay. wow. 
He's not like the main writer. It seems like there's like four people that are accredited to the story and whatnot, but he is one of the dudes who's accredited to like starting Revenge of the Nerds. Gotcha. Interesting. And the second writer is Adam Simon, who wrote 2009's The Haunting in Connecticut with Mr. Tom. Really? Interesting. What an interesting arsenal of movies. And they're the only two people credited to The Haunting in Connecticut as well. Huh. You really liked Haunting in Connecticut, right, Caleb? Yeah, I remember liking it a lot. It puts it in a it's very good. different light, knowing that it's the same two people. Like, it doesn't change that movie. It changes yeah, this it movie more than anything. This, But... <laughs> Considering this was supposed to be a black exploitation horror film. I, look, I mean... I don't want any, like, white warriors coming out and being like, oh, what, you fucking hate white people or something like that? Like, what are you talking about? I love Limp Biscuit. I get it. You love Fred Durst. I get it. Like, but let's move on from that. Like, it's not uh, about that. It's the fact that this is a full-on, like, modern black exploitation movie, and I don't think black exploitation should be written by extremely <laughs> white people. Like, that's not right. It definitely makes me look at the film in a different light. Totally. Uh, Totally. Also, Adam Adam Simon wrote Brain Dead. I still haven't seen Brain Dead. Wait, I did not even see that. Is that true? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That was like his first big screenplay. So we have a weird little mixed match of things from uh Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, We're gonna do bones. <laughs> then someone decided that they should write bones. Look, I just hope that, like, I didn't look, I wish I had, like, a DVD cut of this where I had, like, features and shit or, like, a commentary where I would be able to find out, like, if anyone else had, like, creative direction in this. Like, I would hope that, like, the director, um, it was directed by Ernest R. Dixon, and I would hope that, like, he had, you know, some say in this and, like, there was something else where, like, you know, sometimes all writers don't get credited, and I just want to hope right. that this is one of those situations, right. but when I look at it at face value, it's a little worrisome. But, I mean, like I said, we have the director, Ernest Dixon Attach, who rose to fame through Juice, starring Omar Epps and Tupac. Also directed great Tales movie. from the Crypt Demon Knight. Oh, sweet. Interesting. Okay, Juice is a great movie. Yeah, I mean, Juice is awesome. But what's kind of weird is that he hasn't done many other movies. Like, there's, like, a handful, maybe, like, a little over a handful, but he's kind of just done a bunch of TV ever since. But three years after Bones, he directed a movie called Never Die Alone, and it was starring DMX and David Arquette. I was literally going his that. thing just starring. I've seen Never Die Alone. I was like, is his thing just starring big rappers of the time? Like, is that <laughs> I think niche? so. But honestly, like, are you mad what? about it? No, I was saying I love Absolutely it. I love not. that he was like Tupac, Snoop, and DMX. <laughs> it's pretty iconic, dude. <laughs> because if I were to direct something, that is totally the angle I would take. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> A million and one percent. I'd support you. I'd crowdfund it. <laughs> Thank you. So I guess like like that would be the the thing that I'm most hesitant about with the writers is like did they write this with Snoop in mind or right. did he hire them to write a movie? You know what I mean? Like like Right. Which, what which was the cart and which was the horse? Like what came before what it would would make me feel differently. You know what I mean? Knowing the whole Ernest situation, like putting the whole rapper thing into light, I'm assuming right. that Ernest got Snoop attached. But yeah, there is the thing where it's like, did Ernest get them to write this, or were they already writing this? Did Ernest get attached? Like who was attached first? Where did this? Where was the? Where are the origins of this? I think a lot of times we want to we we imagine like the screenplay coming first but it doesn't always right. happen that way you know so mm -hmm. so maybe this is one of those situations where like they just happen to think that these guys had the chops for the snoop horror movie but it does seem like a really <laughs> weird thing where like 
Pam Greer is also attached to this too. A Pam Greer who's like a veteran right. in black exploitation. The, the yeah. legend. She's like the Legendary. queen of black exploitation. Yeah, like Foxy she's Brown. Exactly. So it's like okay, where like, Pam Greer is attached to this, I just can't imagine that Ernest Dix, like it would have been like Ernest or someone else that was like, okay, hey, we're gonna make this fucking horror movie. Let's hire these guys. Like, what did they made at the time? Brain Dead, something yeah. else, like yeah. a couple other things. Like, I don't, I don't know why they wouldn't get like a black person to do right. this. Right. I agree. So I don't know. Like, I have a hard time believing that the script didn't come first. I know. I could be completely wrong, though. We could all be wrong. The only thing I'm upset about is that the script wasn't just an entire rap made by Snoop Dogg. Like, I wish he rapped the whole time. It was just a musical. My (laughs) biggest issue with the whole movie is that Snoop Dogg isn't in it enough. I know, I know, I know. He's really not in it. He's barely in this, honestly. I would like this movie so much more. Like, I don't hate the movie at all, but I don't, like, love it as much as I could if it was, like, Snoop Dogg through and through. But, like, he really doesn't show up until, like, an hour something into the movie. Yeah. Unless you count. Go, boy. Yeah, go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but real quick, before we get into Bones, you guys want to hear the um, the description of the DMX David Arquette movie? Yes, of course. So it says, when the unemployed white journalist Paul, played by David Arquette, who lives in the ghetto, accidentally witnesses the execution of the Afro-American King David, played by DMX, he takes the wounded man to the hospital, trying to save his life. David dies, but officially leaves his car and his possessions to Paul. Paul finds some cassette tapes in the car, and while listening to them, he becomes aware that David was a hideous drug dealer. (laughs) What? That description is so fucking stupid. I just, look, I just don't get like in a world where someone in dies and a stranger takes them to the hospital. How do you just give them all of your possessions? Like, hey, you know what? You for taking me you to the hospital have all my you stuff, have everything that I worked for in life. Well, also, like, why is he shocked that like some guy that just got executed in the middle of the hood was like a huge drug dealer? <laughs> like, You're a journalist. Like, don't you know what's going on? <laughs> Like his name's King David. Like it's not like he got the name for he got the name for a he reason. Has like King in his name. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I haven't spent too much time in the hood, but uh I would imagine that's how it works. You don't just get the ranking of king. Maybe maybe he's just actually a king of a country as well, and he's just visiting. And he yeah, he's visiting. He's on vacation. You think the king <laughs> of a country isn't a drug lord? Yes. No, yes. <laughs> no, 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 I'm agreeing no. with you, I'm agreeing with you, no, no, I'm, ag- I'm agreeing with you, and that, that's why my point stands. So we're covering that movie next, is what you're saying. <laughs> uh, we might, that might be your next, uh, uh, Bones to pick with me. Oh, we gotta do Holla If, you, Holla if I Kill You, also written by two white people. <laughs> no, no, Holla If I Kill You, didn't that have a black writer on it? Oh, yeah, it did. It did. We looked it up. They're doing it better than fucking this one is. You're right. We confirmed. (laughs) That'll be next, though. That's the next venture. Okay. My biggest gripe with Bones is the budget. Does anyone know the budget of this? I did look up the budget. Okay. How? Before we we mention this to James, how bullshit is it that that number is spent on? We're going to have to let James guess because it's so ridiculous. All went to To Snoop Snoop and Pam. Yeah, just Snoop and Pam, like 100%. Like, where else would it have gone? Not the blood. Definitely not the blood in this movie. <laughs> James, guess how much you think this budget was. God, you can't you can't put it on a T like that, because now I'm like, just like numbers are going absolutely crazy. I'm going to, I'm just going to say like, uh, 
Eight million. (laughs) (laughs) Try double that. Jeez. $16 million. And I have no... It had to have just gone... Were those effects really that expensive back then? I was just saying... It all went to... Pam and Snoop, and then those little, the little bit of effects that we saw, like in the wall, and like maybe a little bit of like money went to Catherine Isabel. She did ginger snaps like right before this. Maybe, maybe she got a little bit of that too. But like, really, we know where that money went. Oh, that's that's who that 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 uh that one uh Tia chick was uh ginger snaps. Yeah, she's also a uh, uh, Mary in American Mary. Oh, she. Oh, is. okay. Yeah, Gib in Freddy versus Jason. I also thought they would have done more at the box office because I remember when this came out, like people were freaking out to Snoop Dogg, you know, and it it flopped. It was it only did like eight point eight point four million at the box office. Yeah. So James, your guess for how much it uh, uh, it was to make is uh, is how much they how made. how much it lost. Yeah, yeah. And also, it's how <laughs> yeah. much it made and also how much it lost at the same time, which is pretty fucking crazy, dude. I mean, yeah. This I I just can't imagine like. Why would you put sixteen million dollars into this? Like it's such a it's such a weird, obscure movie. Like it's it's awesome. Like definitely I think it should have made more money, but I mean, just for the time, you know, two thousand one, I don't know. That's that's a fuck ton of money. That's a lot of money. I feel like that was higher that was higher than the scary movie budget, I wanna say, when we looked it up. Like that was like ten, nine million. I was gonna say I was thinking that was ten. And that was the Waynes brothers. Like in their in their peak. But I guess they didn't have big stars. I, I am wondering. I am wondering though. Is is Snoop an executive producer on this? Um, I could check because maybe he's not taking a salary at all. Maybe he's putting. Maybe he's kicking in money for this. Good question. And at this point, he's like, I mean, just at like peak peak, yeah, popularity. Like he he probably he probably he probably could have bankrolled the movie himself if he wanted to. Uh, he's not even a producer. Okay, that's my. That's all it could have gone to. There's just yeah. no way. Yeah, there's just no way. The executive producer is Carolyn Minetti, and uh, yeah, he's not even yeah. a producer of any type. Wow. Did you uh, did you guys watch the trailer for this? I did not. I didn't. I'm gonna have to uh, post mortem. Yeah, after this, I'm gonna have to watch because uh, I bet the trailer's probably fucking gold. <laughs> like the soundtrack alone, I bet this trailer's probably awesome. Which, speaking of, in in the opening scene, you guys, we get the one and only Eminem. Yeah, I caught that. That is true. There's also, um, I don't remember which song it is. Let me check our text, but there is a reference to Amityville in a song on this album. Nice. <laughs> yes, there is. It always makes its way back into these episodes somehow. It's the legend of Jimmy Bones. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, okay, do we want to, so the soundtrack really quick has like three songs about Jimmy Bones in it. It's like the legend of Jimmy Bones, Jimmy's back, and the ballad of Jimmy Bones. <laughs> 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 and James, I think just saying for the record, I think you should start going by Jimmy Bones. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> All right, so if we haven't established, Snoop Dogg is the the main character, Jimmy Bones. Yeah, this also has a 25 percent on um, Rotten Tomatoes by critics, a 40 percent by the audience, and a 4.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Higher on Rotten Tomatoes than I thought. I will say. I'm not gonna say like too much. I'm not going to say it's not terrible. No, that's not what I'm not going to say. <laughs> that's not what I'm not going to say, you say. That's not what I'm not going to say. I don't know. I think that's severely underrated. That is a that is a very low rating from what it should be. That's all I'm saying. I agree. I agree. I like 
I like bones. It's not that. It's not like. It's not. It's like bad. I thought they were gonna rate it lower personally than twenty five percent. Really, so kind of surprised to see that. But I love this movie. So yeah, I agree. I think it deserves a little bit higher. But especially IMDb. IMDb is very low. But also when I yeah. do think about certain um ratings from certain people in this room that I saw on a certain letterboxd, I do feel like it kind of equates to their certain rating. Uh-oh. What did I rate this? Should I just say it now? <laughs> well, yeah, well, well, that's up to you. I mean, you've alluded to it. Should we just give? Should we just give all of our ratings now? Like, no, 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 no. Let's go. We'll we'll get to it later. We'll get to it later. Yeah, but, we'll get to the end. But At I will end. say it's synonymous with um. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Like, I don't think it's a quality movie, but I like it. So. With that, we will get into Bones uh, from 2001. So, so you underrated it too, son of a bitch. <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Bones, 2001, it starts out with this guy shooting a red-eyed wolf and then some stereotypical white dudes that look like Josh Hutcherson and Fred Durst almost get caught buying drugs. (laughs) But then they uh, find solace by running into an old gothic house and then things go very awry. Um, I will say I really <laughs> did like this this house. Is it a house or is it a church? It's a house. Okay. I was going to say, the outside looks like a church to me. I liked that place. And Here's the thing. It's listed on the back of the box as a brownstone, which it's definitely not a brownstone. I was going to say. Dude, I'll give you a brownstone. <laughs> I would say this is not a brownstone, <laughs> but uh, but but it's it's supposed to be a house, I believe. Yes. Okay. It it does look like a church. It's a it's a house that looks like a church shaped like a skull. Very true. That's a re- great way to put it. Kind of does. Great way to put it. I would buy this house. Yeah, we could put a we could put an offer in. <laughs> I would say this this would be a house I think we should go in on. Yeah, this would be a good one. We could definitely shoot here, and we could hire Snoop. I Gunn. heard it's really cheap. What city did this movie take place in? Do you, does that a thing? Did they mention it? I think Snoop Dogg bought a city for this one. Okay, cool. Let's move. <laughs> let's just move there. Wherever that city is, we're moving. <laughs> so they escape in this house, and they see this dude up in the window telling them to get out. He's like, hey, I saw that dog over there. There's bad things going on there. Get out of this house. They don't listen, and then one gets dragged off, and, like, he kind of, like, he, it, it, I feel like the house was bleeding. Like, the house had flesh. Right. Happens multiple times. Yeah, does yep, that yep, track? Does yep. that is the house flesh? Kind of. Okay. Yeah, I think in a way it's supposed to embody that. I think this is the thing about this movie is it's very much a Wes Craven movie because it just it is the house is flesh when it wants to be when it serves the story. Yes, when it doesn't serve the story, no, it's not. It's just ah, a house. it's monster, and you have house. to just be okay with that. So it's monster. Great way house. to put it. <laughs> It is Monster House with Snoop I Dogg. I love Monster House. Okay, well, we didn't see both these people die, but I, it's safe to assume they both die. We do get it confirmed later, like, through, like, television or, like, some news article or something like that. But mm-hmm. they both end up dying. And then we get the title card. Snoop's on the track. We see Snoop cuddled up real close to Pam Greer. <laughs> What's also crazy about this is that Pam Greer was, like, 22 years older 
than Snoop Dogg during this. And dude, I mean, they look like a great couple, in my opinion. She looks great. Yep. She looked amazing. I mean, this is only yeah. what maybe like uh, three ish, four years after Jackie Brown. Yeah, oh, yeah. it'd be, it'd it be pretty been. close. Yeah, because ninety seven, right? I yeah. think Jackie Brown was ninety seven. Yeah, ninety seven. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I kind of forgot she did Jackie Brown. Like so, so close. Also, by the way, like I didn't know that Pam Greer was in this at first. So when I fired up the movie and then I saw Pam Greer on this, it was a very delightful surprise. I mean, same. <laughs> really? Personally, I love Pam Greer because Jackie Brown is my favorite Tarantino movie. Number one. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, so being a black person, um, <laughs> Pam, Gre- Pam Greer was a Pam Greer was a name thrown around in the house a lot. So it's funny that you said DVD because when this movie came out, my mom was like, "We're going to Circuit City and getting bones because Pam Greer's in it." And I was like, "Okay." So my parents do have this DVD. I will say, can confirm. And I do remember it was a big deal when it came out because she was starring in it. And it was like one of her comeback movies after Jackie Brown. Um, but yeah, she ages really well. Haven't looked her up recently, but she looked great in this movie. I was also looking up a few movies. Some of the old exploitation movies she was in also star mm-hmm. Sid Haig and Vic Diaz, which Vic Diaz is kind of like, I mean, I'm sure like real big movie heads know him because like Quentin Tarantino is a big fan of him and whatnot, but we know him from this sure. little yeah. movie called Vampire Hookers. And yeah. the fact that they're all in this movie together and like Sid Haig is in probably, <laughs> I'd say like five to seven exploitation movies with Pam Greer back in the day. That's an- iconic. Incredible. I didn't know that. My mom has all of them in like a little set. <laughs> it's like a, a rite of passage. We had to like sit down and watch all of them. You should bring them all to California. I don't have any room. Also, yeah, hope you got room in your car for my suitcase. <laughs> I'm an overpacker. Anyways. <laughs> but opening credits, yes, they're cuddled up next to each other. They look incredible. It's a vibe and then shit gets real dark. And then like the music changes. We move to present day present day 2001 it's now what 21 years ago which is still crazy to think about 2001 is 21 years ago yeah i don't like oh 20 yeah oh yeah i can't do math no 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 (laughs) you can't crazy (laughs) it's crazy that you can't do math or the (laughs) no it's crazy that i can't do math i almost said it was 22 years ago (laughs) that is wild holy shit i feel really old holy shit so Khalil Kane plays Patrick, a.k.a. the leader of the group and also, like, the new owner of Jimmy Bone's Bone Home, as I'm going to call it. <laughs> oh, I like that. The Bone I House. I like that. It's the Bone the House. House of Bones. You know, House of Bones. You know he's boning in there. No, it's House O apostrophe Bones. Bones, okay, House yeah. House of Bones. House, House <laughs> O Bone. There's a lot of bones there. Yeah. You know, dogs are eating bones. You know, Snoop Dogg, you know, he's a dog, so bones. And then, you know, like, he has a bone. He's boning Pam Greer. There's a lot of bones going yep. on. Yeah, yep. and Bone Thugs and Harmony show up. It's the they start fighting bone. Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. And then it's a, it's a West Coast showdown between Bone Thugs and Harmony and Snoop Dogg. That's the premise of the movie. No, the premise of the movie is that it takes all of two <laughs> seconds to go into the typical, this is Jimmy Bone's house. And then, like, yeah. fucking Maurice is like, you don't know Jimmy Bone's? <laughs> But then he proceeds to not know who Jimmy not Bones know, is at all. We have, to, we have to backtrack. We have to backtrack. Okay, so the Patrick guy, it's a group of like, yo, youngish, we're, we're I think supposed to youngish, be like thuggish, college Youngish, thuggish, ruggish age, bones. College age like kids. And it's like four of them, or it's three of them. And they're all uh, no, siblings? No, it's four of them right no, it's now. Four. So three of them are siblings. It's Patrick, it's okay. Bill, and it's Tia. 
and then um, Maurice, Maurice is just is kind of friend. there. He's just kind of like. Can we also talk about how <laughs> I just love the early two thousands fucking outfits and vibe, like the kangaroo <laughs> fucking oversized fucking jumpsuits, the backwards hats, the Oakleys. I was like, this shit is incredible, dude. Because- the Oakleys. <laughs> the Oakleys. Literally, like, upside down on their head. I was like, this shit is just so unnecessary. Upside down Oakley's, like, captures such a moment in time. (laughs) It does. does. It's a freeze frame of our childhood. It's incredible. So you kind of just want to set up the characters, right? Yeah, I just wanted to set up the characters that you guys understand the vibe we're entering this house with. Because it's important. So right now, this is when (laughs) he's going to start, like putting a spin on the whole like you don't know about this story because there's a song and we're gonna sing it to you baby can someone someone snap for me i can't wait there was a song Ooh, sing it for me baby come on let's do this ready this is the story of jimmy bones and that's really it That's like that's as far as he gets. Like he says a little more, oh, but not much he else. He does. I thought he, he was gonna. They were gonna does. full on like beatbox the whole go thing. They were gonna it. go like right. this is the story of Jimmy Bones. I was like, hey, okay, let's go. And then he just stopped. He was like, yeah, actually, I don't remember this. Right. He literally, literally. I put that down. I was like, I love that they have a little rap jingle in here. And then he just stopped. Just stops. I was like, oh, okay, it's like the hood version of like the Nightmare on Elm Street jingle. Like I'm right, ready for right. this. Like I mean, like we have candy. Man already, but I was like, this one has beatboxing, you know? <laughs> right, this is incredible. This is the story of Jimmy Bone Stop. Anyways, so uh <laughs> anyway, let's move on. And then it just gets dark and there's like some flashbacks and weird shots, and you can tell someone's just like, Oh my god, I think I'm related, or maybe I'm not related, but someone's related. I don't know. I'm about to, I'm about to have a story. I'm I'm gonna be a part of this situation. Well, as soon as they enter this house church house of bones that they want to purchase, they see like like human teeth on the ground and they're like oh what's that (laughs) one of them's like oh it's probably like dog teeth or something like literally two front teeth are on the floor these are not dog teeth all i want for christmas (laughs) is my two front teeth okay so sorry to go on a tangent really quick but i hate that song because i didn't have two front teeth for six years in my life i think we talked about this before they used to sing that to me every christmas (laughs) and it was really fucked up well now you have two front teeth so like look at you and when i would come out of my room for christmas my parents would go this is a story of kimmy bones and And that was it Uh, and i would just unwrap my gifts i can't with that that was actually too good it's because i'm tall and lanky that's why they called me that so after they get inside patrick walks off into the attic to like assess the house and like there's a ghost hand kind of just reaching out into him and like through the ghost hand is another dimension and uh, okay this is our first glimpse of like these creatures that like suck people into a gooey dimension and i'm gonna i have so many like thoughts about that and so many questions but can anyone just tell me what the fuck those creatures are and what they symbolize and like what their relevance is and answer any one of those questions that i have absolutely not it's just scary yeah i yeah yeah it's just there to be scary. It's just, yeah, it's just, there's really no rationalization for it. Like, that's why I said, this is this is Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, there's no rules. Don't try to put rules on Jimmy Bones. Like, he is a villain with no rules. He just does whatever he yeah. wants. And he wants, he wants to have an ooey-gooey house with walls made of people writhing around in 
fucking tar. Like, that's just what he wants, okay? That's what he's going to do. And you just have to own it and accept it. Why is this, like, Nightmare on Elm Street, but society and also, like, black exploitation Hellraiser? I don't know, but I think that's why I liked it. It is a lot of things. And then also, like, they don't do anything it. else that makes this feel like Italian horror, but, like, the paint for blood. Okay. The paint for blood. Okay, Dario is so Argento, bad. I see you, but, like, what's going on? It is literally acrylic paint. It's <laughs> like, so terrible. Not even mixed with anything. It's literally <laughs> acrylic paint. I was like, they could have, with a $16 million budget, they could have made the paint look, or the blood look a little bit No, better. but, like, I get it. Like, I like paint for blood, and I give it, like, thumbs up in a lot of movies, but, like, they usually switch up the lighting or something or make it look really cool, like, in some kind of way, but this was just, like, standard 2001 cinema with paint for blood. And I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, you guys definitely had... Yeah, you guys definitely had fake blood by now. Like, there was theatrical blood. Like, that was a thing yeah. in 2001. Well, even when paint is used for blood, it's a mixture of different things. It's not just paint <laughs> from a bucket. <laughs> like, it's like they opened up the the can of paint and just, like, dumped it everywhere. <laughs> but isn't that basically what they do in, like, Argento movies and, like, gold, like, giallo Italian horror stuff? Like, yeah. it really is, yeah. like, just paint as far as I know. Yeah. And like Herschel Gordon Lewis stuff, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. We'll have to call in an expert. I don't know. But I mean, I, I think I get what they were doing because they're trying to capture a time period, you know, because obviously you're making a black exploitation movie in the right. early 2000s. But I'm like, I don't know. It's just something, maybe if they like with story ties to 1979 and flashback sequences. Mm -hmm. That is true. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know what's up with this whole fucking hand dimension thing um, and the shadow creatures. Like, I don't understand any it's of them. It's scary. No, it's not scary. They're using, I swear to God, these are the same exact effects that they use in Amityville Asylum. No. Kim, you want to say no? Fully knowing that these no. are the same exact effects? Those What an asylum? What They didn't have the, uh, walls with people's faces on them? Dude, it's just green screen with other dimensions, and then it's just, like, little, like, ghost people that are just pasted onto the screen standing in corners. Yeah, but these weren't green screen. This was a bunch of fucking people writhing around. I kind of liked it. Look, I would say some say. of them, some <laughs> of these effects were, were fine, like, half and half. But, like, half of these effects were some of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. There's bad ones coming, but it was not these people. I, I can't understand. I can't give you an explanation as to why these people exist, but they do look scary. Right. No, not them. Like, the little yeah. ghost creature that popped up after. There's just, like, a little ghost dude standing in the corner. It looks like it looks like Boo from Mario is, like, standing in the corner. <laughs> I, I legitimately there's... may have not been able to see that because I watched it on VHS because I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh. <laughs> James watched an entirely different movie. <laughs> Apparently. It was like the bootlegged version of uh, Bones. <laughs> okay, well, let's move on. This is when Catherine Isabel, a.k.a. Ginger from Ginger Snaps, uh, pops in, and she finds a dog with glowing red demon eyes and doesn't seem Literally. to see an issue with it. It's basically the pig eyes from Amityville, and she's like, oh, that's fine. That's exactly what I wrote down. <laughs> that's all it is, dude. <laughs> It's literally exactly what I wrote down. And it's like it's it's like rabbit. It's going crazy. It's barking like fucking crazy. Clearly something's wrong with this dog. And there's that scene where she's holding the cheeseburger and she like tries to give him some and then it like leaps at her like it's going to kill her and then it just like grabs the cheeseburger. She's like, "Oh, okay, we're fine." <laughs> Do you guys want to know something really funny that I wrote down seriously in my notes in that scene? No. Can you feed a dog a cheeseburger? Kim, you know what? I am not kidding. I am not kidding. Kim's the person that didn't know until five minutes ago that you that you aren't supposed to give a dog chocolate. 
You should write a children's book called <laughs> Can You Feed a Dog a Cheeseburger? <laughs> And it's all about the things that you can't feed dogs. No, it's all about giving a dog a chocolate bar. <laughs> I literally, I literally wrote that in my notes. Like I was like, That's can you insane. feed a dog a cheeseburger? I would like to have a discussion about the dog, if we may. Uh, yeah. I know this is like not necessarily going in order of the story, but I feel like it's just important to lay out. At this point, am I supposed to believe that like the dog is Snoop Dogg? It yeah, Jimmy Bones is in the dog, right? I want to get this dog thing out of the way right now, and I want to never mention this dog again. Fantastic. I don't know what the fuck this dog's relevance is to the story. I don't know why it's in here. It doesn't seem like it's Jimmy Bones, but then also it sometimes kind of does seem like it's Jimmy Bones. It's like acting on his behalf, right. but it's not like he's like he's controlling it. Like he's the dog. But then at one point he turns full from the spirit of the dog. Right. Right. I forgot the dog leaps into exactly. it. Exactly. The dog eats the dog eats someone. I'm gonna say it right now. The dog eats Maurice later, which we all knew that was right, gonna right, happen. Right. The dog eats Maurice and then it turns into smoky Chicago right into Snoop Dogg's nostrils. <laughs> Literally. But then also before that, directly before that, the dog turns into a sexy lady. Yes, the dog yeah. was uh, look. Why does that happen? Well, I have a lot no, of notes no, 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 on no, no, that. No. Maurice was gonna fuck a dog. Maurice was one hundred percent about to fuck a dog. <laughs> now we're getting ahead of ourselves. Look, I don't even care because that we're getting ahead of ourselves. That's why I'm like, that's why I'm like, what is the dog like? How the dog, if it can take any unclear. shape so that it wants, fair. why does it choose yes. that shape? I just we are not getting ahead of we're ourselves. Just... My notes are so light until we get to like when Snoop Dogg shows up into this party and everything <laughs> oh, else. So I don't God. care what we skip. Like he was gonna fuck a dog. Okay, but to answer your question, circle back again, James. I think to your point, it just when it wants to be something, it is. Right. I, I, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And like, I, think sometimes, I should stop asking questions. Yeah, I think sometimes he's the dog, sometimes he's not. Okay. He's Snoop Dogg, so right. what do we expect? And then sometimes he's just shadows on the wall. Yep. But then back to, the, I guess, the point of is the dog Snoop Dogg, like at one point his old friend that I guess turns on him, quote unquote, which I'm going to go ahead and say is a big plot point. I don't even think he turned on him, really. I don't think... I don't think anyone, no one turned on him. Like, his whole revenge plot is kind of, like, flawed to begin with, but that's another story. We'll get to that later. Um, But, look, at one point, his friend, who, like, turned quote-unquote enemy, yells at all the kids, and he's like, I'm gonna tell you something, boy. Shoot that dog. They're like, shoot the dog? What? Shoot the dog? And he's like, shoot that dog. They're like, no, I'm not gonna. So, like, I think he also thinks the dog is Snoop Dogg. So, is the dog Snoop Dogg? I think he just knows it's evil and like is a bad omen. I think they're just alluding to the fact that anything related to that that house is bad. Oh, I get it, cause cause he got out of the dog pound. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm following. Okay. Wait, and it's so funny on. because after after he says that, <laughs> Pam Greer runs up and she's like, "Get away from the dog!" And the guy literally goes, "Damn, y'all must really not like dogs around here." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and and that's another thing too. Like aside from yes, that was funny, but like aside from that. Why does she not want him around? I, I I don't. That's why I don't think it's supposed to be him because none of them know that Jimmy Bones is even around. Like they're shocked when he comes back. So like I don't think the dog's supposed to emulate Snoop Dogg. I think that's what I'm saying. Like, is the dog actually some kind of like otherworldly spirit, like dark force that's trying to bring Jimmy Bones back? 
Right. I think it just carries the evil and the the resentment of Jimmy in that house. Like it's not Jimmy as a person. It's like this other entity. Yeah. Because the the one chick starts talking about like, oh, there's two worlds, and they get that and make that overly complicated and spiritual. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Well, I'm glad we can agree that none of us know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> anyway, this is... Anyways, they buy the house. They buy the house. Yeah, I'm glad we could just, like, talk about this like we all came to a conclusion. That's great. I do, I do like, whenever they walk in, one of the guys goes, I'm going to see how I'm going to get my DJ equipment up there. I'm like, you're going to carry it up the stairs. What other way are you going to get it up there? What the fuck are you talking about? First off, you're just going to walk up there and find a spot. Second off, the fact that, like, I thought they were going to fix up this house before they turn it into a whole, like, you know, big old party spot and et cetera. But no, no, that wasn't their plan at all. They were just going to do it as is. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, they're DJs and musicians, so they're, like, trying to make a nightclub in the middle of this house, which is a sick idea. No, that's a sick idea, but nightclubs are usually a little bit cleaner. Like, I know there's cum everywhere, but, like, aside from, like, the jizz all over the dance floor, like, there usually isn't, like, maggots and dust everywhere. Yeah. Well, hey, don't get to the maggots just yet. And have you guys ever seen Contracted? No. No. Okay. Well. You guys covered it. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen it. No, you guys covered it. I will make the joke then. Go listen to the episode if you want the joke. You'll know what I'm talking about. I've listened to episodes. The girl with the fucked up mouth, right? It's it's a little too it's a little too uh a little too raunchy if you guys haven't seen it. In the vagina? You're so fucking wet. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, my God. I was like, I, I remember this conversation. Anyways, okay, so they buy the house. <laughs> is, it, is it maggots in the vagina anyway? The house is so much bigger on the inside than it is the outside. Can we talk about that? It looks like a toothpick on the outside. <laughs> yeah, do you remember Out of the Box on Disney Channel where they put, like, three cardboard boxes together and then you'd walk inside and it was a fucking playhouse? You just unlocked such a weird memory in my head. <laughs> Do you not out remember of the out of the box? No, I, I do out now. Out I never would have remembered that if you didn't do this right now. What? I could still see the <laughs> Wait, why are you saying what as if I'm supposed to just remember out of the box every second because of every it was day? The most icon- because it was the most <laughs> iconic show ever. I still know the whole theme song. What the, the fuck? The fuck do you mean? Out of Take the box. You're going to die on the box, out of the box hill? Put it with another. Let's look what we can see inside. Mm. Out of the box. Oh, yeah. Come on, I mean it's great. I want to get back. I want to get back to the movie. Can we? This is when yeah, Mar- the- this is when Marie starts talking about chicken farms, and eventually he says that he's the post-racial toss salad version of Martin Martin Luther King's dream. All he has to do is hold his own hand. I did not catch this. Line. What are you talking about? He said he's post-racial, Kim. I did not catch this line. I tried to block out a lot of what he said because he was just odd well yeah he called himself toss salad i don't even know what that means <laughs> yeah that, what yeah what does that even mean i don't like i don't know. Even know what that whole sentence means as it's he's a he's a licked asshole right that's what i'm saying like what <laughs> i don't know you think i have the fucking answers should we call maurice let's invite him on the show next episode did you guys did you also catch that maurice called himself the gangster of love oh my god yes Ugh, i did no. that's when he was about to fuck the dog right Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. Right? Yeah. He, yeah, he was, like, yeah. Was that also, what was he smoking? Because it was, like, way too big, long for a swisher, but it was all, it looked like a crack pipe. I'm going to be honest. It looked like he whipped out a crack pipe. Okay, well, there is crack involved in this movie, and I will there say that. There is the, crack involved right, 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 in the movie. Right, right, right. The pipes that they're smoking this crack out of are not crack pipes whatsoever. No, 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 which no, no, is no, 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 no. 
a whole nother issue. But wait, <laughs> at one point, Maurice is smoking. He goes, I can't get this joint lit. That's drug abuse. That's drug abuse. <laughs> I missed that. I missed that line. But um, Sounds like you missed a lot of lines. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I know. I thought I got a lot of them. Every time I watch something with Kim, she's like, this is the worst movie ever. And then I'll mention like 15 different things. She's like, I didn't see that at all. So I'm like, <laughs> okay, so you didn't watch the movie is what you're saying. No, I did watch the fucking movie. I just pick up on different shit, okay? Pick up on different shit as in she watched one fifth of the movie. <laughs> no. Okay, in Death House, you did make me go back. You're like, He literally stopped the episode. He's like, all right, fuck Kim. I'm stopping the episode. No, you yeah, because. In the scene. middle of Death House, we like you I need said to know like what happened. I said like the fifth thing that was like very specific no, and like very much titties. happened. You said six titties, and I was like, I don't remember six titties. And yes, how do you miss that? It was like basically Rob Schneider and Animal was in Amityville Death House, and she missed it. And I was like, no, literally, I just stopped. <laughs> and I was like, we're pausing right now. I'm screen sharing this. You're watching this because what the fuck are you talking about that you missed that? It was like when your parents are like, no, finish your food, finish your food. <laughs> I was like stop playing with your fucking toys do your homework right now you're not you're not getting up from this table until you finish your peas <laughs> and the much. peas are overcooked pretty much um okay so they buy this fucking house and then they go home and they tell their dad <laughs> we bought a house yeah yep and he's like you're a Fucking failure. Get out of this thing. Basically, he gets very upset very quickly. Okay, I do have that in my notes later on. The dad goes like Oscar winning performance. Yeah. He goes ape shit. Like <laughs> Also, he goes ape shit like the second the second he gets to the house, he starts looking around. And he's like, "All right, I got all you fucking kids to feed, and then I got Maurice, the bottomless pit over here, and now this fucking dog is now eating my ground beef." Dog. Yes. Can we just can we just skip forward to the dad freaking out in the middle of the street because <laughs> it's amazing. It's flat out fucking amazing. Like it escalated so quickly. So the son is like Patrick. He's like the main guy, and he's like trying to really like. We take it, it's not explained, but, like, he dropped out of school to, like, pursue this whole DJing thing. So he's trying to prove his dad wrong, who's, like, successful. <laughs> and he's like, this is the house we bought. And he points to the, the house, and we'll, we're going to find out why very soon. The dad freaks out. But he's, like, in the middle of the street. And he's like, you don't fucking buy this house! You need to fucking sell this house! <laughs> like, he loses it. He's literally like, I didn't fucking bust my ass for you, so you feel you're a fucking failure. <laughs> I didn't bust my ass for you to buy a house one day, you piece of shit. He's literally. And then he's, he's like, sell the like, fucking house. Sell the fucking house. Yeah. Sell the fucking house. <laughs> literally, he literally, I think, calls him a fucking idiot at one point. Like, <laughs> Dude, his arms are flailing everywhere. Like, he is he's going off. He's freaking out. He's in the middle of the street. Like, he's just in the middle of the street freaking out. And the son is like, why? <laughs> Dude, I wonder if there's something therapeutic to that. Like, I just I just, I just, just need to, like, freak out every once in a while, you know? Like, just yell at someone in the middle of the street, sell the fucking house! <laughs> I'd do that. I was, I was thinking, like, I don't even know if I'm capable of freaking out. In, <laughs> like, in the moment like he did. Like, that was, that man deserved an Oscar for that. He snapped. <laughs> He snapped. <laughs> um, okay, but we had to talk about, I guess, why the house is so problematic. Because we're, like, pretty much here. Because it looks like a skull-shaped church, 
It's the scariest thing you've ever seen in your life. It is scary, but this movie does not explain why this house is a threat, why Snoop Dogg is involved with this, why yes, anything is happening for like 50 minutes. No, it does not. Like it Oh, not for, for not like 50 for, minutes. Not for yeah. like half an hour. No, for 50 minutes cuz they show us flashbacks and shit and like certain stuff and we'll see Snoop every once in a while. It's kind of two movies. It's almost like a trilogy just all smashed into one film. The first 50 minutes of the movie is like they're showing us something without any explanation. They're like, "Don't worry, we got you in the next part." It's like it's like two yeah, episodes of a TV <laughs> show that is true so we we finally get this flashback essentially when the dad's freaking out in the middle of the street on his son as to why he doesn't want them in this house and we find out it's because jimmy bones well i feel like one of you got to give the background i feel like caleb you gotta give the background into who jimmy bones was because there was a song Ooh, sing it for me baby come on let's do this ready (laughs) (laughs) this is the story of jimmy Jimmy bones Bones. That's it. That's all you need. <laughs> something about a, a switchblade. And a diamond on his hand. Yeah. Kim, I'm not going to give you the explanation because we don't get it for 50 minutes in the movie. The, the, the fucking audience is getting this when I get this. <laughs> I'm giving the explanation. They deserve to hear it. Whatever. So Jimmy Bones is... There was a song. Ooh, sing it for me, baby. Come on. Let's do this. Ready? This is the story of Jimmy Bones. <laughs> so I can't believe you actually up. took the time to get... We all just started talking as soon as that, that ended. So Lubavitch shows up. <laughs> <laughs> so Lubavitch shows up. And this guy is one of the most ridiculous Lubavitch. cops. Is it Lubavitch or Lubavitch? No. No, no, it's you had it right. I'm just saying he is the biggest piece of shit. Lubavitch, also known as Loop de Lou. Lu- His face Lupovich. looks like it's pasted onto another face. Caleb, you were taking the words out of my mouth. It, the prosthetics on this guy's face, like they tried so hard to make him look like a slob. Dude, like I've seen Robert Zadar, and like this dude, like makes Robert Zadar look look like a fucking model. Like, rest in peace to yes. Zadar. I love him. He's a great actor. But, like, I'm just saying that dude has a giant face. And, like, this dude's face was on top of nine other faces. Nine others. Yeah, they put a lot of fucking prosthetic on this guy's face to make him look like quintessential, like, overweight, piece of shit, detective. And he is just... Well, he really sells it. He looks at Tia and he goes, oh, nice rack. How old is she? No, no, no. He shows up at the front door and he's has a fudge sickle dripping all over his face as he Why says Why is he this. eating a fudge sickle the whole time? Why did he show up for this crucial information and this crucial, like, com- I guess, conversation? But, like, conversation. Why, why the fudge sickle? They tried so hard to make him look just like a piece of shit, like slob. They're like, here, eat this fudge sickle while you're talking to the dad. <laughs> like, and he's literally, tell me he's not like this. Hey, show up. Make sure uh, the body is um taken care of at the church and um nice rack. Who is she? <laughs> like, that's literally how he's talking. Pretty much what's going on here is that they were kind of in combuppets together. They were involved in the whole death 
of Jimmy Bones. So they're just kind of like, oh, your son has the house now. This is pretty bad, but this, this fudge, fudgeicle is pretty good, you know? And <laughs> we got to just move on. That's all the backstory we get right there. I'm not giving you guys any more. That's all I get. So Bill starts to dream <laughs> while he's listening to Cypress Hill, which, I mean, we've all been there. And naturally, this causes his bedroom wall to turn into a green screen. And this is when all, like, the slimy swamp hands, like, start popping out again. I'm still like, okay, I, I still like don't this. know what you it's are. It's so scary. Wait, but then again, I liked this. remember the haunting in Connecticut when there's just like dro- like writing on the wall and hands coming yeah. out of the walls and yeah. shit? They, they just did out. the same thing. Yep. I liked it, and it was I like before it. haunting in Connecticut. Okay, well, I guess it was cool. What I liked more about this scene was when Snoop Dogg like popped up in like the, the ceiling, like kind of in like the ceiling <laughs> fan or whatever, and he goes, Go, boy! Go, boy. <laughs> that was the worst part. <laughs> That was literally the worst part because it was actually kind of creepy that all of a sudden it's Snoop Dogg's face at the top like, go boy. No, I love that. No, because you guys are thinking like, oh, this is creepy and whatnot. And me the whole time, I'm like, I know this isn't creepy. I'm hoping this could at least be fun. So I'm like, that's fun. (laughs) That was, but that's why this is a Wes Craven movie because that was Snoop Dogg doing his version of, it's prime time, bitch. That was his version of, it's prime time, bitch. Like. It was, and it was in the Freddy voice. You're not wrong. So when everyone gets back to the house, there's blood everywhere. And I mean, like, first they see a splat of blood, like, leading up to the house, and they see, like, a whole pool of blood. And then they look into a room, and, like, it's basically boiling blood flooding an entire room, and they're like, that's kind of peculiar. (laughs) (laughs) Literally off of the top of the pipes, he's like, let's go and check it out. And there's literally red paint dripping from the pipes. And they're like, what do you think that is? And some, somebody, I think it was Maurice, because he's a fucking idiot. He goes, oh, it's just rust. Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> and also, Kim, you can't tell me this is an Amityville movie. There's the red eyes, and there's also flies everywhere. There are. There I are. I just didn't and understand why, as soon as house. they opened up the thing, and there's all these flies, like, their goal was like, we have to get through the flies. Like, I'm like, just shut the, don't go down there. You didn't. You didn't know you needed to go down there yet. I'm so positive after watching this movie that, like, there was a time in hip-hop where Amityville was seen as, like, one of the most terrifying things ever. And I'm going to use, like, Eminem's Amityville song and the Amityville song on this record and the (laughs) fact that they threw red eyes and flies into this movie as all of my evidence. There you go. Because they literally, like, there's a bar that I sent to Kim that's basically like, you know what? It's only, like, uh, like five seconds long. I could just play it right now and I won't get, like, copyrighted (laughs) as shit. Everyone DMCA the fuck out of this. Guys, fucking send me to music jail. Most definitely will cause more horror than Amityville. (laughs) Causes more horror than Amityville. (laughs) They do say it. So, I mean, like, dude, I think Amityville was just seen as, like, the most terrifying thing in the world. I think they took, like, some liberties from Amityville for this movie. Maybe this is an Amityville movie. How funny is it that Kim tried to get away from Amityville and she somehow recommended an Amityville movie? (laughs) I still somehow fall down this rabbit hole. This might be your highest rated Amityville. (laughs) I don't remember what I rated this, but we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Okay, so anyway. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
so it isn't until they see an old shitty skeleton that they finally start to freak out which i'm like not the fresh blood just the old skeleton that's like 50 years old that's fine i mean it's like 20 something but still whatever so they see this body it's obviously the body of snoop dog and marcus Mar i was gonna call him marcus maurice takes a ring off the skeleton's body and he's like oh well you know i guess i'll just take this not a big deal even though he's the one who like knows about jimmy bones and knows about the lore of everything i'm like why would you take his ring it's also we just have to backtrack because like or no no, no we, we're not there yet we're not there yet we're, we're not, not backtracking we're gonna talk about how basically this yeah. turns into leprechaun at this point because he's going yeah. after fucking maurice to get his ring <laughs> it back it does yeah it does if he just left his ring alone, nothing would have ever happened. It's just like the leprechaun. If you don't take his gold, it's fine. That's kind of what I was alluding to, how this is like feels like it was multiple stories and they just mashed it into one movie. Because like the whole reason that he attacks any of the like young kids isn't related to what he's always do also doing with mm. this like revenge story thing. And it's, it's like not. you got you only needed one of those, but we got both, I guess. I would say yeah. we got like three. And then yeah, I think there was yeah. one more because then we had like all the '70s stuff too. And it's like I just don't know why we needed all these different stories. This was three movies. This was a trilogy. Loved it. Loved that for them. <laughs> <laughs> Love that they were able to accomplish that in an hour and a half. <laughs> well, because I mean, the last thirty minutes is kind of a completely different movie, right? Like it is. You get you get all the minutia. <laughs> so this is around the time Patrick and Pam Greer's daughter Cynthia because we didn't mention she has a daughter it's Snoop Dogg's daughter she's around here too um, they almost fuck and then a demon slips into her bed because she's like no we can't fuck right now we'll fuck later the and then a demon tries to fuck her <laughs> which is just a person under the cover yeah literally like the it's also like Nightmare on Elm Street like wait <laughs> but I have a very very concerning question the only demon we know of in this whole story is Snoop Dogg. Is Jimmy. <laughs> yeah! No, you guys, I think it was, like, one of, like, the house, like, arm people. Spirits. Uh, okay. When did we see them coming out or doing anything at any point? I feel like the only time we got, like... Or was, or was it the dog? Maybe it was the dog. Was the dog trying to fuck her? I think we're just supposed to believe... Again, I don't think it's supposed to be, like, a rule. Like, it was... I don't think... <laughs> it was Jimmy. I don't think any of this is really Jimmy besides it's not Jimmy. Jimmy. It's not Jimmy. Which is why it's, which is, which is why. Don't try it's to a, bring incest in here, Caleb. You always try to loop it in. Which is why it's a different movie. It's a different movie. The whole house being haunted thing should have been a separate movie from the whole Jimmy Bones thing. Like, they're two completely different movies. Yeah, they are. And Caleb just always wants to bring incest into this. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> which one's worse, incest or bestiality? Uh, they had both Literally. in this. <laughs> I love how Caleb inquisitively goes, you know what? Wasn't the only spirit the dad? It's like, nobody would have thought about that but you, Caleb. Look, you're right. You're right. No one would bring up the real, like, important questions except for me. I look at the bigger, like, you know, I don't want to call it bigger. Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. We're, we're done. Oh, boy. Snoop Dogg did not fuck his daughter. He does have to dance with her at the end, though, because, you know. Yeah. So at the same time Snoop Dogg is trying to fuck his daughter, um, Pam Greer is doing some kind of demon ritual that seemed to be summoning, like summoning Snoop Dogg back, but also I don't think that's what she was doing. Which, by the way... She was having a seance. Pam Greer is the priest. <gasps> she there is. we go. <laughs> she is. It's an this Amityville is so movie. Amityville. <laughs> this is so Amityville. So she's, yeah, she's like 
a psychic and she's trying to do the seance with these people and then she starts to see all these visions of her daughter in that house and she's like oh <gasps> some weird ass visions too <laughs> What's so weird, too, is that she goes over there, she takes her from the house, and then Cynthia just goes right back to the house, and it seems like Pam Greer knew the whole time, too. <laughs> knew the whole time, didn't care. It's like, Cynthia, get out of here! Get out of here! And then this is when, like, we get that weird, like, Ken Russell-looking flashback, where it's just, like, blood and hellfire, and, right, like, right. like she's drowning in a pool of blood and all this weird shit. These flashbacks were odd, like Pam's visions. <laughs> they were very odd. Um, but yeah, she leaves the house and then they throw a party like the next night and she just shows right back up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. She's right there. She's like, didn't learn my lesson. <laughs> Don't you go to that party. But before the whole party, like we get this little flashback of Snoop Dogg, which is pretty much when Jimmy Bones died. And it's like a couple dudes show up to the house. They're trying to get him to buy some crack. And he's like, man, I don't want your crack. I want some different crack. So he sends them out, and then they're like, nah, man, you really got to try my crack. And he's like, dude, I'm not trying your crack. Then they pull out a gun. They're like, try my crack. And then he's like, well, guess I'm trying your crack. So he pulls out a metal weed pipe, like the one that my grandpa uses to smoke weed, where it's like an old school, just little fucking like screw on metal pipe with like a little fucking screen in it. He pulls out that and puts a crack rock in it. He smokes it, gets high as shit. And then he's like, oh, damn. All right. This is crazy. And then Pam Greer shows up and she's like, oh my God, you're on crack. I knew something bad was going to happen. And then they shoot him and then she's like, now you're on crack and dead. Caleb, that was a terrible explanation. What are you talking about? That's exactly what happened. I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, I will say that like, they're trying to get him to let them sell crack to the neighborhood. Yes, because he's the big crack dealer. Exactly what I said. No, I don't think, I don't think Snoop does any crack at all. I don't think he deals any crack. I thought that's how he's Jimmy Bones. But he has to do the crack right then and there. I think this is like a metaphor or like a, a, a talk about just like crack coming into the neighborhood and ruining it. Because he was seen mm. as like an upstanding member upstanding of the neighborhood, member. you know? What and I'm then, saying is they made him do crack. And that he even said like, if, if you sell that shit, don't sell it around here. I just thought it was bad quality. No, I think that I think <laughs> like it a was Breaking like... Bad kind of thing, like Tuco Salabanca. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's more of like a crack versus weed kind of thing. Like I imagine, like I see. like like uh, Jimmy Bones probably was just a weed dealer. Snoop yeah, Dogg. I see. Did Snoop Dogg ever smoke weed in this entire movie? No, not on screen at least. No. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but instead he smokes crack out of an ancient crack. weed pipe. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I do. I literally put in all caps, Snoop Dogg smokes crack in my notes because <laughs> it's an important, it's an important part. So Snoop does crack. He starts tripping in balls and then the fucking, one of the guys in Lupovich pull out their guns, Eddie Mack, that's his name, and Lupovich pull out their guns and they hold up. They stick them up. Woo! <laughs> they stick them up. Oh my. <laughs> they, they put... <laughs> I don't know why I did that. They <laughs> hold up their guns to Snoop Dogg and his security guard, and they're like, drop the piece, homeboy, which is also problematic that um, it's a white writer because they're like, hey, Shaft, uh, lose the gun. And I'm like, why did they have to say, hey, Shaft? There's a lot of... <laughs> he did look exactly like Shaft, but <laughs> I lost it when they said, hey, Shaft. I didn't hear that it's one. your turn. They said, hey, Shaft, it's your turn. And it was Lupovich that said it. Well, Lupovich also drops an N-bomb, so. Lupovich is a piece of shit. Yeah, fuck Lupovich. 
But, okay, so, Caleb, the biggest part that I had with your explanation is that you left out that Snoop Dogg's wearing an oversized velvet blue robe. That's in this true. Scene. Yeah, yeah just, just a glorious his hair is, smoking his hair jacket. Is permed. He looks amazing. Yeah. He looks incredible. He's glowing. He's never looked better. <laughs> like, fuck. Don't leave out these details. Anyway, so, yeah, Caleb was right about everything else. And they basically shoot Jimmy Bones, and then his intestines fly out. <laughs> Did you guys notice this? His intestines do like, fly splat, out. Splat, 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 splat. <laughs> and then Pam Greer runs in. It's like, Jimmy! Again, I watched this on VHS, so maybe it was because I didn't have as good quality. But, like, I thought that was blood just, like, fabric. Everywhere. Fabric from his jacket. No, it was literally blood and guts. Like, sh- it was. shooting out of his body. <laughs> oh, fuck. And Pam Greer runs in, and she's like, Jimmy! <laughs> And then that's when, like, Eddie Mack and fucking Lupovich go, hey, we're not going to be involved in this unless you're all involved in this. You all have to take a stab at him. And this is, like, all of their revenge that um, Jimmy Bones is, like, it it all stems from this moment where, like, his friends were held at gunpoint and forced to stab him so that they didn't have to die, too. And that's why he's getting revenge. And then he's like, you should have done that. And then at one point, he even gets into a conversation. I think it's with Eddie Mack where he's like, hey, you fucking like killed me. You fucked up. He's like, what was I supposed to do? Like, they were holding me at gunpoint. Like, I had to stab you. He's like, you should have died with me, bitch. And I'm like, wait a second. He literally said you could have died or died trying. That's what he says. That's what he says. (laughs) So I'm like, this is like the whole thing. Like, I don't know. I get like getting the revenge on Eddie or I mean, uh, oh, I guess that wasn't Eddie Mack. That was like his homeboy. I don't remember who it was. Uh, security, the security guard. guard, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The dude that's like shooting the dog and shit in the beginning, or like saying yeah. shoot the dog. Right. I get like, you know, going and getting your revenge on Eddie Mack and Lubovich or whatever, but I'm like, the rest of them, I don't know. I feel like yeah. they did the best they could given the situation yeah. at hand. Yeah. And why do you have to kill Snowflake? Poor Snowflake. She just had her titties out, was doing some blow, and then he <laughs> oh, threw yeah. her ass in a fucking trash I did can. have a problem with that. Like, what was the point? Like, that's that's again, it doesn't track with the revenge story. Like I think the revenge story could have just been nixed. Like, no, we didn't need any of it. It was like a Count of Monte Cristo thing where they were trying to have him, like, come back. And Right, right. But I, I still liked it, but... <laughs> Monte Cristos are pretty good. I, I actually uh, had a Monte, Monte Cristo, Cristo's like, last good. week. Monte Cristos are fire. <laughs> so fire. anyway, I guess we can move on to the party now because we talked about the yeah. party a lot, but we're at the party now. This is when Maurice... We're just going to move on. He's going to try to fuck a dog right here. The dog's going <laughs> to kill him. The dog turns into a lady. We don't see that part. The lady is there. He's about to fuck it, and then the lady turns into a dog, and we're like, oh, so that's what was about to happen. Hold on. Hold on. What? Don't don't blow through this. Shut up. There is a, there's a woman in the middle of the dance floor, and her scarf is blowing where there's no wind. <laughs> and he doesn't find anything wrong with this. And he starts, she goes like this, like, follow me upstairs. And he's like, oh, I'm going to get some ass. And he's following upstairs, and there is no wind whatsoever in this house. And this woman's scarf is blowing like it's, it's a smoky haunted, Chicago. It's idiot. What are you talking about? She's a I dog. Know. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, she's clearly not Have alive. Have you ever seen Air Bud? <laughs> I have. I am Air Bud. Okay, well, don't be ridiculous. My thing is, she's clearly not alive if her scarf is blowing organically in the wind like that. Anyways. Have we ever established that Maurice was smart? No, because Maurice walks <laughs> no. into that room and he looks at her. And by the way, 
Am I wrong? Am I remembering this wrong? Because it was kind of dark in this scene. That was a black woman that he thought he was going in the room with, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Looked like a young Pam Greer. So I can confirm that this comment that he made was the worst comment in the world. Because he looks at her and he goes, baby, if you ain't got any culture in you, you're about to have all of it. Yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't understand that yeah. at all. You're going to put your fucking Mexican culture into her, like, black heritage? What are you talking- You guys, this was her scarf. <laughs> <laughs> no one can see that on audio, Kim. No Kim's wind. jerking off a blanket There's right no now. <laughs> You're in Chicago. There's always wind. He didn't, and he didn't find that odd at all. He was like, oh, that's hot. Look, there's just a lot going on. But you, we can move on from him in his bestiality. So this is when Snoop Dogg gets, like, revived in the same way that Frank gets revived in Hellraiser. Like, his right. nerves and his veins start, like, appearing back on his body. Like, because it's basically, like, blood. Like, blood brings him back to life. Like, if that's not Hellraiser, I don't know what is. You know what I... Okay, maybe this is what it's supposed to be. And maybe this is really stupid, but maybe this is what it what's happening. Maybe because Maurice put the ring on. And the dog starts eating him. That's stupid, but yes, I, that, that's the only explanation. Yeah, that's why. That's, my, that's why I just it went realized after maybe that's what they were trying. The only reason he's waking up is because Maurice took the ring. Mm. Took the ring. Yeah. And since he's eating Maurice, this dog is going to town. Now he's coming back to life. I, I don't get how the eating thing works, but I do get yeah, that. Yeah, like, so like, like recognizing that that's what happened. I just don't understand how that happened. This isn't the first time that something's happened to the body, though. It's been slowly coming back to life piece by piece every time the dog kills someone. It has, but also like again, Hellraiser. And again, why? I don't know, because <laughs> the dog is somehow not actually the spirit. Does the dog want to fuck Snoop Dogg? Because that <laughs> was the plot of Hellraiser. She was trying to, like, she was bringing right. people to the fucking body to eat them so that she could <laughs> fuck him. Yeah, you're right. My one issue with this plot point, it really is my one issue, is, like, all the people that took part in Jimmy Bones' death are so concerned about people going back into that house because they just left the body in the basement. Why didn't you just burn down the house? Why didn't you burn why didn't you dump the body or 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 no 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 fucking cover it up in some of the dirt that's Do in that anything. like they Do just anything. left it. They literally left it and they're like hopefully nobody sees it back there for like 20 years. <laughs> What was your game Their plan? whole plan was just hoping that, like, they knew that someone could have bought it or done something at any time. Like, I mean, the whole issue, they were like, he was like, oh, right. I guess you end up selling it. He's like, I didn't sell it. Well, who did? I don't even fucking know who did. Right. That's also confusing because the dad is apparently the owner, but then the son buys controlling it. Controlling it. But somehow his son bought it out from under him without him knowing. Like, how did that I don't that get happen? that at all. Who did that? What, the fucking dog? <laughs> That was my big thing. I'm like... The dog turned into a real estate agent and, and, and gave a tour of the house. Look, I, I'm so tired of this. It's not... We're not talking about Airbud. <laughs> God damn it. So an hour and four minutes into the movie, Snoop is finally, like, fully back. Like, he's here. He blows up the house, which anyone else should have done involved in this story and maybe none of this would have ever happened and then he tries to throw a knife at patrick and then he kind of just like takes his ring back from maurice's dead body he's like i'm back bitch and he makes maggots start dripping yeah because that's how everyone leaves the maggots party because maggots start dripping from the ceiling and they look it looks like orzo pasta all over yeah. patrick oh we, we skipped the part that the dog projectile pukes maggots projectile onto patrick for like 10 minutes maggots 
for like ten minutes. Oh, and this isn't the last. This isn't the last time we see maggot vomit. Oh, oh, we also missed that when the dog was eating Maurice and Patrick walked in. The dog looked at looked at oh my uh, God, Patrick, yes, and, yes. and it was it was Snoop Dogg's face, and it said, "Did it say what did it say again?" I can't remember something, motherfucker. And then like, <laughs> oh, it said, uh, it said it said it said Maurice. Said Maurice, Maurice didn't eat enough fried chicken or something like that. That's what he's. It was something like that. One hundred percent. It was something like it that. It was. It was. It was. Yeah, and it was Snoop Dogg's face on the dog. On saying the dog. That. Which that means is the dog Snoop Dogg? Oh my like, god! What in the? Why is his face in it? I don't want to talk about that fucking dog anymore. I'm so I don't, confused. I literally don't want to talk about that fucking dog anymore. I'm so sick of this timeline. It's so annoying. Okay. <laughs> anyway. This is when the third movie starts. <laughs> You're not wrong. This is when Pam Greer shows up and she's like, oh, I knew you were back at this house. Let's go back again. And then takes her <laughs> <laughs> and, and then now that Jimmy Bones is back, he plans to kill all the people that wronged him, you know, starting with, like I, like we talked about a lot, like starting with his friend was an odd choice, but we already, I guess we already talked about all that. Like he meets up with him in his apartment. He says like, hey, why'd you do this? You should have died with me. Kills him, moves on. He does start walking around with heads around this point though. Not him, but yeah. everyone else's head who he will take revenge yeah. on right after this. He will walk around with. Mm-hmm. To carry your soul around, motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And he kills Eddie Mac in the pool. No, no, no. Before that, I want to take a moment to discuss the super short instance where two local drug dealers try to sell to Snoop. <laughs> they have a disagreement, and then he, like, splats them on the wall in the it's shape amazing. of their bodies. It's amazing. It is amazing. That almost made me want to, like, just forgive everything that happened 50 minutes prior to this oh, movie. Oh, it gained a star for doing that. It gained a whole fucking star. I was going to rate this a lot lower, and then that happened. I was like, okay, this is turning around. <laughs> you have, like, the, the, the trope or cliche of, like, you know, the fucking uh, the chalk uh, bodies. What is that called? Right, like right, the, like chalk uh, outline. Yeah, the chalk outline yeah. of, like, bodies, but he does it with just full blood. Like, the logic is not there in any sense whatsoever. No, like, there isn't no a sense. bit of logic there, but it's one of the funniest and coolest things I've ever seen. It's is amazing. Incredible. And they're the same drug dealers from the beginning of the movie. Yes. <laughs> right. It's like they're the only drug dealers in the town. <laughs> There's only two. Again, isn't that how Breaking Bad works? Yeah, true. Okay, well, to be fair, they are in, like, Albuquerque. Like, there can't be that yeah. many meth dealers down there. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. Anyways. <laughs> so we come across Eddie Mack, who found himself a snowflake, and tells her that he's going to tickle her little pink tweeter all night. <laughs> Oof. I hated that. That one made me so uncomfortable. Much. You know what? That made me so uncomfortable. I'll take it. <laughs> I, of course I, you I at that moment I was like, God damn, do, do are there people out there that talk like this in their day to day lives? How funny is it <laughs> that we have a Looney Tunes background and that's kind of like Tweety? <laughs> the little oh, pink no, Tweety. Oh no! Don't do that to Tweety Bird. <laughs> I love Tweety Bird. I thought I thought put it that. Yeah. You don't want to get in Tweety's putty. No, I used to have a Tweety Bird turtleneck that I loved. You and every other girl in the 90s. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> no, I was original, okay? Unfortunate for him, his little pink Tweety gets uh, killed, and her legs are hanging outside of a trash can. Murked in yeah. the bathroom. She looks very lifeless, I will say that. But we get, we we did get titties. 
we did get titties. The one instance of boobs in this movie, which I thought there was going to be a lot more, to be fair. I expected more. It, I mean, black exploitation. usually there's a lot of nudity. There's a right. lot of nudity. And usually they're black titties, and we didn't get either. I think it was like more the fact that they had white titties in there, and then they referred to her as a little pink tweeter. Like, I think it was like, they were like, you know what, if we're not going to have like some black titties in here, we're going to disgrace the white vagina in here. I'm going to go a yeah, little overboard on the white vagina. Yeah, I, did, I didn't like that. I And I felt bad for Snowflake. I'll give it to her. She didn't have anything to do with she this. She didn't do anything wrong, man. Like She didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, she was living her life. And shout out Snowflake. But anyway, <laughs> Snoop holds up a mirror and like walks in front of Mac. And then Mac <laughs> shoots the mirror. The mirror's pieces fly in the air fly and then out. like shoot at him. It's amazing. He's like, get, he has telekinesis now. And then he's the first one whose head is still floating. And that's when we find out like, oh, I guess you're still living. Okay. Yeah, well, and Snoop Dogg stabbed through his pool table and blood started coming out. Yeah, that's I forgot about that. that that's amazing, too. Dude, <laughs> What's why happening? does that happen? Again, Nightmare know. on Elm Street. Yeah, his his switchblade, anything it touches, blood just starts coming blood, out. Blood, just paint out of the fucking pool table. Yeah, literally. And also, this is when um the head starts talking, and he's like, oh, why are you going to get all metaphysical with me? Which James let me know is the same exact line from Leprechaun in the Hood. Yeah, they say uh, meta fucking physical uh, shit. Maybe they did take some inspiration they, from like I don't know Leprechaun in the Hood. Well, I think Leprechaun in the Hood came first. Yeah. Yeah, it came first, right? Is what ninety? Uh, two thousand. Mm, two thousand. Oh, okay. Even. Yep. Maybe it did take some. I mean, that's that's a that's one thing you just can't quote without the right? phrase "meta fucking physical shit" appears in both films. Like, I, like yeah. Like, is that a yeah. coincidence? I don't know. Maybe maybe that phrase was a lot more popular than i thought it was whenever i was 12 right. at the time like maybe i'm just wrong right but. okay i'm gonna give it to you it's very specific it is very specific and i'm surprised you caught that holy shit he just watched leprechaun I the hood just like a watched week ago it. and i was okay. like i was like oh that's a funny line and then i watched this and i'm like oh that's a funny line that's like wait the fuck <laughs> it's the same line so this is when Snoop used the head of Eddie to call up his partner, Lou, and, you know, you get the picture. Snoop kills him, and then he, he keeps his still-working head to mess with the next person who happens to be Patrick's dad. Yeah, now he's like a comic book villain. Yes. Yeah, and he's he's getting Patrick's dad last because he was the one that brought him all to this, to his death. But honestly, did he? Yeah, he's yeah, the, he's the he one was, who wanted to start like selling crack. That, oh, yeah, he was the one okay, that like convinced. Okay. Never mind, convinced you're right. You're right. Him to meet with them. Okay, yeah, so that makes sense. So he lives in this neighborhood. That's a nice neighborhood. He starts selling crack in that neighborhood. The neighborhood goes to shit. He has enough money that he moves to a fancy new neighborhood and doesn't have to deal with it anymore. Yeah, because he has the whole line where he tells Snoop like, "Oh, you would do the same thing." And Snoop's like, "I would never fucking do that." Right. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken from the former crip. <laughs> I would never fucking do that. Do you hear me? Not, not on my mother's grave would I ever fucking do that. Pan over to Snoop just like with his fingers behind his back fucking doing some footwork. Pistol whipping people while he's crit walking. I would never oh fucking do that. So now Snoop is like feeding heads and Jeremiah to the demon wall. And like when he's sticking Jeremiah in the demon wall, it looks so like fucking funny. He's just coming out so slimy and he looks like he has jizz all over his face. Like it looks like, you know, in like society when they're like fingering flesh and shit, yeah. it's just yeah. all sweaty and greasy looking. I'm like, he just looks like that. It's fucking disgusting. And honestly, wouldn't that yeah. be a legit form of torture to just be shoving someone into the middle of like a society orgy and then pulling them back out? out and being like yeah fuck you uh, and then shoving him back in. 
That would be gross. That just makes me think of like the sign that they put on the door that was like, beware all the that shall enter or like whatever the fuck it was. Like, <laughs> Oh my God. And then also, uh, this is just a brief little thing, but remember when like they're going in an elevator multiple times, but at one point I think Pam Greer goes in the elevator and it flings her up and it was just like, an animation of an elevator flying up and it looks so ridiculous i was like this is 16 million dollars yeah i was confused about the elevator bit i don't know why the elevator existed well, 16 million dollars that's all i want to say <laughs> but anyway so this is when pam starts dancing with snoop dogg and then bill patrick and cynthia end up in the city of the dead which is what they're calling it which is like the basic it's a society world right yeah yeah it's like the underground. It's like the pink society world. Like if they were all pink instead of like flesh colored. Anyway. <laughs> Pretty I much. Guess. So Bill gets killed and really like Patrick doesn't react much to his brother dying. He's like, we should go get him. And then like Cynthia's like, nah, it's cool. He's dead. And he's like, you sure? All right, whatever. Let's go <laughs> hang out. It's like the definition of, you know, in Thanks Killing where um, Jordan, uh, no, not Jordan. I'm thinking of Jordan Downey. I don't remember what his name is, but uh, uh, the football guy, he's like, he goes... <laughs> I lost my family, but I gained a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Killing. Like, that is the whole... To a T. Dude, that is literally what this to whole movie is about. The whole movie is about Patrick going, I lost <laughs> everything I love, but I gained a girlfriend. <laughs> but did he? <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know if Cynthia likes him that much. Well, I oh, mean... Oh, the, well, <laughs> the maggots. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, but, okay, but why? You know what I just realized? Why in this scene was Snoop Dogg, like, why was he aged? I don't why know. Why did his face why look like a he, dog? Why did he turn into, like, a skeleton person? No, no, no. Like a vampire-ish. Like, what happened there? Yes, he looked like a vampire from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, right, yeah, Right, like, yeah, why yeah. did he turn into a vampire? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because I just thought about this. <laughs> Tom did some writing on Fright Night Part 2, and he was like, I, I remember when why. I did this. Yeah, I think that's why. Because <laughs> I just thought about this, and I was like, why? Why did that happen? I don't know, but he also, like, has some little ghosts coming out of his chest, and then it just kind of grabs, like, Patrick and puts him in a spiral and starts spinning him in a tornado. <laughs> yeah! I don't know what the fuck was happening there. It was like Boo came out of his chest with, like, a stupid little, like, Slender Man-looking face and then just turned him into a tornado. I, I know that sounds so weird, just, like, I, I'm sure. I can hear what I'm saying, and, then and it he sounds just kinda, He just stands there with him stuck in the tornado for a while. Dude, it's just, we're, for a whole minute, we're just looking at this guy spinning. That's it. That's all that's happening. And then Pam Greer just sets herself on fire because at one point they come to a revelation where like, oh, the blood's on this green dress. And if the green dress gets destroyed, then uh, Snoop Dogg's destroyed. And then I'm like, wait, but Pam Greer, you're not attached to that. Why'd you blow yourself up? You just had to blow up the dress. This makes no sense. It's just completely off the wall. I love you. Jimmy, I'm going to blow myself up. And then fucking Cynthia's like, Mom! And then she's like, well, it's okay. I lost my mom, but I gained a gained boyfriend. A boyfriend. <laughs> Literally. And I'm going to be honest. That's basically the end of the movie. That's oh literally gosh. the end of the movie. So Jimmy Bones dies. Pam Grew dies. Maurice dies. Patrick dies. Bill dies. Jeremiah's dead. Everyone's dead. And it's just... Oh, no, no. Sorry. Patrick hasn't died. And it's just Patrick... And Cynthia outside right. of the house now, and he turns around. No, and Patrick goes, well, 
I lost my family, but I gained a girlfriend. Gained a girlfriend. <laughs> and he turns around, and Cynthia's mouth is covered with maggots, and she says, There was a song. Ooh, sing it for me, baby. Come on. Hey, let's do this. Ready? Story of Jimmy Bones. And then he yells, Doggy Dog, and then Patrick dies. So I guess we have to believe Snoop Dogg's now his daughter? No one knows. No one knows. Wait, would you say Snoop Dogg's his daughter? I guess. She oh, kills you, him oh, at the Oh, because she end. goes into the... Well, isn't that how incest works? No. I don't know how it I works. mean, it sounds like what you were just saying is that Jimmy Bones was inside of his daughter. All right, guys, so I could never say this anywhere else, but we just did the wrong turn <laughs> episode on Scream, and I got a message from someone that was like, you should never do a movie like Wrong Turn again because inbreds are real and they could be offended by this. And I was like, what are you talking about? Isn't that the point to offend them? (laughs) Inbreds aren't real. Yeah, that's a weird angle. It's a very weird angle. I mean, there's been plenty of other things that have been like demonized by horror movies. I don't think that this is a fight that you need to fight. Yeah, that's not a fight anyone's fighting. <laughs> that's one of the weirdest <laughs> fights to start. Like, There's no change.org petition right now to uh, defend nah. inbreds in horror movies. Just not happening. We're doing a black exploitation movie right now. Could you imagine if they mentioned they were like, don't you ever do a movie about black people again because black people are real. <laughs> like, oh, okay, sorry. I didn't realize Can't that confirm. before this message. Well, not to mention, I mean, it's 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 not something that we really want to talk about, but you don't have to go back that many generations for most of us for there to be a little incest sprinkled in somewhere. I mean, it may not be us right. or our grandparents, but like... It's around. Yeah. Hum- humans are pretty fucked up. Let's just say that. <laughs> it's around. It's here. It's in the air somewhere. Um, well, that's interesting. But that was Bones. This is, oh, well, Cynthia pukes out maggots. Oh, yeah. She pukes out maggots and says dog eat dog. Jimmy Bones is inside of his daughter. Ah, yeah, let's why, not, wait, 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 let's not say it like that. Wait, wait, let's Kim bring it back. Kim said it, for, man. Kim said it. Let's bring it back for a second. That's what Kim said. It was bad terminology on my part. Okay, James. Bad terminology. I don't know if you can help me on this. I think there was 11 kills, but I did get confused a few times, and I do feel like I might have fucked up. But I feel like there was around, like, it was in the ballpark of 10 to 12. 11 is what I ended up on. I'm going to be honest. Knowing that I was the, a third person on this podcast i didn't count kills <laughs> well, let's see patrick pam jimmy eddie mac lupovich patrick's dad maurice Look at you go. the other brother did the sister die tia tia i, I want to bring where that the up fuck did she go? i want to bring that up where did she where go? the fuck the did second she go? they went to the party tia disappeared i wanted to ask you guys if i missed her death or something i think she just disappeared she came back to the house and they looked for the dad but then after that Yes, she came to the house with the dad, and after that, she was not in the movie anymore. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, so we have those eight. Who else would have died? The two drug dealers. Oh, yeah, ten. And then I feel like someone else died. Oh, the guy at the beginning. The two guys at the beginning. So it's 12. Okay, so I think 12. Yeah, I think 12 sounds about right. Yeah, we got Pam Greer. Okay. Yeah, so I think 12. 12. Probably about 12 then. 12 kills. Yeah. Wow. This is more than I thought. Not too bad. One pair of titties. Shout out Snowflake. Shout out Snowflake. I miss Snowflake. Oh, no, we miss Snowflake. The 13 13, 13 kills. So was there 13? Did I miss two? Oh, yeah. my God. Wow. Yeah. Okay. The snowflake. Wow. Poor girl. I miss Snowflake. Same. Yeah. But that was Bones. 
That was Bones. Four and a half stars. The tale of Jimmy Bones. What the fuck are you talking about? Four and a half stars. James is in this weird thing where ever since he rated fucking Rise of the Lycans or Four whatever it was, or stars. Underworld. Ever since he rated Underworld, which one was it? This movie was amazing. I'm not talking about that right now. No. Four and a half which stars. Which I rate this? You Caleb? rated Underworld 2. Four stars, and now you're rating everything above four stars if it's not worse than Underworld. I'm <laughs> this so is sick amazing. of this. This is amazing. I almost wanted to give it five stars. Coming off of watching Stop. Jason X, it's so similar because of like the time period. Jason X is so much better. I'm not even going to like try to hold you on that. This movie's awesome. This movie is awesome. I do love this movie. Cam, what do you rate this? What did I rate this? What you did rate this, what I saw in Letterboxd, is two. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Because I rate, I usually rate on Letterboxd if I true like the actual quality as well. But like, I do enjoy this movie though. Like I, I would watch it again. Can we say our rating how we feel right now at the same time, Kim? Yeah. Three, two, one, three. Four. Okay, you went a lot higher oh, than okay. I thought you were gonna. Okay. I really enjoy it, but like, is it a good movie? No. I mean, it's like a. Honestly, two's generous if we're going off like quality, but. I don't know, man. I think that there's a difference too. Watching it, uh, this sounds stupid, but watching it as a on a VHS, like I was yeah, just like, probably. no, I could see that. That's fair. I was so zoned in, and like, I don't know, man. Like, it doesn't. Is it cinema? No, it's not cinema. Like, like I wouldn't call it that. It's almost made more like TV, really, when you start looking at it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But it's amazing. It's so fucking good. I do like. I'm so happy you enjoyed it. I didn't know if you were gonna like it or not. I was like, James is either gonna love this or he's gonna be like, it. fuck this. I watched it yesterday. Okay. I watched it again today. Like, I fucking loved love it. Love that. The reason okay, I'm good. going like lower than you guys is mainly because while I did really enjoy this, like I said, I would have liked this a lot more if Snoop Dogg was in this a lot I more than he was. Sure. I don't like the fact yeah. that he didn't show up until like the last hour. I feel like. The whole, like, the first 30 minutes of this movie is fucking abysmal to me. Like, it's honestly some of the worst 30 minutes I've ever had to deal with. It's so slow. Nothing happens. They don't set anything up. They don't explain anything. They're just fucking standing around going like, oh, I bought this house. Oh, fuck you for buying this house. Okay, I bought this house anyway. It's annoying as shit, so it does annoy me, but the last, like, 40 minutes of the movie is great. Yeah, that makes sense. It's fair. It's all fair, but big fan of Bones. And highly recommend you all check it out. Love Bones. It. Highly recommend. Bones. Bowl of ramen of with bones in it. And if you guys want to finish the Jimmy Bones jingle, you have any recommendations for like what the next lines would be since Maurice didn't know, let us know. Maybe drop a comment. We'd love to hear what you think the next line would be. And I do agree. I would give this a bowl of ramen, and I would recommend this. I just do recognize that it is a piece of shit. But, like, I mean, if, if Snoop Dogg and Pam Greer weren't in this, I probably wouldn't like it as much. Oh, Oh, my sure. gosh. No way. Yeah, no way. But for what it is, I mean, I like it. I think three is like three is the rating for me where I'm like, this is a piece of shit through and through, but I enjoy this thoroughly, you know? Fair. Fair. But anyway, this was this was Bones. Um, uh, Actually, real quick, let's do a fuck, Mary kill. We have Maurice. Less than a minute. We have the dog. Oh. And we have me. I got to marry Caleb. I got to. I gotta fuck the dog and kill Maurice. You're gonna fuck a dog? Yeah. I'm just gonna pretend it's Snoop Dogg, I'll I guess. fuck Caleb, I'll marry the dog, and I'll kill Maurice. That's a better one. Mm. <laughs> smart, smart. Uh, okay, Kim's a weirdo. She likes bestiality. But anyway. <laughs> no, I don't. 
Anyway, uh, real quick, uh, bon- Bones is over, if you guys didn't know. Bones is over. But um, if you guys want to send in a horror movie-related question or story to play on the show, either write down a question or send it to horrorsopiao.com or record a two- to three-minute story on your phone and send it to, again, horrorsopiao.com. This one is from Sam Hatfield. We'll just go right into this. Okay, so it took me a while, but I'm going to try to sit down and tell this story. When I'm not stuttering, I'm usually rambling, so I'm going to try to get through it as quick as I can. Uh, First of all, I'm a member of the Omaha Art Community in Nebraska. Um, I'm not into the whole cinema thing, but I'm a musician and a painter and an event host. And I make a lot of friends doing this, and I made these friends, Gunnar, Grant, and Brian. Um, They have this band called GBG, which essentially is just the first initials of each of their first names, but they spell it uh, J-H-I-B-E-E-J-I-I. And now they're in this band called Teragram with my friend Maggie. So they started sharing this event page. Uh, They needed movie extras to come out and... uh, take part in like this festival scene so we would be members of the audience and gbg would be on a stage playing music at this festival um the scene would be these uh like the dialogue would consist of these four actors two guys and two girls uh just having a conversation and that was basically it yeah bring out your uh festival gear your float toys all that shit was in the requirements and i'm like yeah i'm gonna go these are my friends and this sounds pretty fucking interesting i want to be in a horror movie of course like (laughs) that sounds neat um so i started researching i'd never heard of trauma um and ironically i had just like within the month before this i had started listening to horror soup and i had not heard any trauma episodes yet but uh once i did i made that connection in my head like okay i was in a trauma movie um (laughs) it was interesting my the butt crack episode is one of my favorites it was admittedly one of the last ones i went back and listened to but you guys mentioned it being one of your favorites and now i've heard it like three times um so this movie was called after school lunch special sloppy seconds and it was a sequel and i'm looking up trauma i'm like okay these guys have some movies for sure that's a thing um the only bit i saw of it was this little clip of like them doing practical effects in this facebook video like making someone look like they were puking <laughs> it was pretty gross <laughs> Standard trauma. so i show up to this apple orchard where we're gonna film this scene there's not a lot of people overall not a lot of people came out but um because it's kind of in bumfuck iowa and there was maybe like 30 people tops before actors this one chick named Jacqueline was one of the actors that I know uh, and she comes out to karaoke nights I host sometimes Uh, the cams and mics got there one of the main things I remember is the dialogue was fucking awful it was painful Um, which now knowing what trauma is I'm like yeah that fucking adds up but uh, they called the girls granola hippies which I had to google later Um, one of the chicks names was Molly for the movie and uh these guys were supposed to be kind of nerdy and uptight so uh they go oh you're molly people have been asking us where to find you all night (laughs) uh the wigs on the dudes were really bad i don't i feel like they didn't even need wigs but they were there and they were bad and uh yeah so gbg has this song called naked guy and it starts out like uh don't be the naked guy at the festival and uh (laughs) the chorus is like don't do drugs from china or the naked guy will be you and uh, they changed it to be don't 
do drugs from Tromaville, <laughs> which uh, I thought was pretty funny. Um, during the time where they like recorded the dialogue, it was really awkward because first of all, you're having to listen to these awful lines. It was so bad. And so you're standing there trying not to dance and it's quiet. The band's pretending to keep playing and we have to keep like dancing to nothing but this dialogue. And uh, we're like, yeah, it was just awkward. We're passing joints and playing with hula hoops and shit. And um, I think that's I think that's about it. Um, I have a T-shirt from it that my friends made, the GBG shirts. And uh, yeah, I have not seen the movie. I still have not seen a trauma movie. But uh, Caleb, if you're interested in watching after school lunch special Sloppy Seconds, I could probably make the time to sit down and watch it because I have this punch card for how many times Caleb retweets me until I get to be a guest on the episode, and I think it's getting pretty full. So <laughs> I'll hit you up on that. Sam, um, I don't want to watch after school special. <laughs> That was amazing. It sounds like a piece of shit. That <laughs> <laughs> sounds like such a great time, though. I love like the whole lore of it. How like you started listening to shit, you're like, oh, I didn't listen to Troma. You ended up in a Troma movie, and then you like heard it on the show, and you're like, oh, okay, so it does exist. This is what <laughs> I what I went through. That's amazing. I love it. I love that. It's awesome. It's a great story. That's fucking awesome, dude. But no, honestly, um, just let me know if you can like get me like a special copy of like you know, um, after school special where, with like pee on it or something. You know, that sounds fun. Um, <laughs> thank you so much, Samantha. <laughs> that was a fucking awesome story. And again, if you guys want to send in your own story, send it to horsesoupyow.com. So, uh, that was Bones. And if you guys want to hear more of me, James, Kim, and many of my other associates, I do a ton of bonus content exclusively on the Patreon app, and you can be a part of it. Uh, you can help in deciding some of the horror movie films that are discussed on the show, gain access to full-length bonus episodes each month, stickers, handwritten postcards, and much more, all on patreon.com slash horrorsoup. And it helps a ton to leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes or Spotify or any of those other stuff. And if you want to keep up with everything Horror Soup, follow the Instagram at Horror Soup. James' Instagram is at Night Shift Video. You can find Kim at, uh, it's like Kim underscore Shady 23. Um, Twitter is at Horror Soup Sucks. My letterbox is at Horror Soup Caleb. James is at Night Shift Video. Kames is at Kim underscore S-H-A-D-Y-Y-Y. And I'm on TikTok at Horror Soup. James is on TikTok at Night TikTok at Night Shift Video. Search Horror Soup on YouTube. Night Shift Video on YouTube. And, uh... You search up our stuff anywhere else and you'll probably find us. Thank you to Ross Lee for supplying the show with intro and outro music. And thank you to Tom, a.k.a. the Mute Members Only Club, for just supplying music in general. And uh, guys, say whatever you want. <laughs> this is the story of Kimmy Bones. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. James, I was waiting for you to say something. <laughs> there was a song. Ooh, sing it for me, baby. Come on. Well, let's do this. Ready? Mm-hmm. This is the story of Jimmy Bones. <sighs> Man. Caleb, when the hell are we covering bones, honey? You call me back now. You let me know. I really do sound Don't southern. have this southern belle getting all angry. All right, you heard me now. I really do sound southern. Drops up, baby, drops up. Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup, give it, give it horror soup, horror soup. Would you 
you like some bread? I'll do you a slice with a pinch of salt. It'll taste really nice. You've done really well, cause this stuff tastes just like hell. Swallow it down, it'll fill up a hole. Stick out your tongue and look out your bowl. We're having a bite with creatures of the night. Grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup, give it, give it. Grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup, give it, give it. Horror soup, horror soup, horror soup. We'll keep you well fed. It's gorgeous smell. Could wake the dead. Vegetable is just forgettable. If your energy's low, you know what to do. Simply gobble on down some of this spooky stew. We'll wine and dine a hungry Frankenstein. Grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me horror soup. Give me, give me horror soup. Give it, give it. Grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup, give it, give it horror soup, horror soup. Let me be your Sweeney Todd, your private chef, I'll be your just dessert. You can even drink it from a cup, I'll do the washing up, I'll do the washing up. I'm getting full, I'm getting full. my belly's gonna burn. He can't even look after himself.